You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, Please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have at least one new caller today. So let's start there. For reference, this is um, a call from Saturday. Typically don't play those, but he's a new caller, so he gets special treatment. So what is up, new caller? Hey, Pack Daddy, this is Chad. Hey, Chad. I want to say that... This is Chad, your only bear fan, but I think you guys are making great content. I appreciate the show. Everything you guys do is amazing. It makes me a better fan. Did did I misunderstand? You said you were a Bears fan? I know you're Chad, but I'm confused. And also, how you guys do it with all your other commitments is, is remarkable. Uh, what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. You you eat on the bears a lot. <laughs> I wish you did the Vikings and like a little bit more, but I get it. I do have to get better at that. Um, I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just maybe it's just my perception of things because obviously every fan base has a ton, but the at least the way that. Bears fans on Twitter present themselves make me the way that I am. Because <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. I should be more in on Lions and Vikings. Um, but it's just, you know, your your fellow Bears fans are, uh, I mean, they're just asking for it, you know? So I apologize. Bears fans, as us, we are vocal. But uh, I just want to say, keep up the great work. I really appreciate it. But I just wish your fan, your club, your organization wouldn't pound you guys so much. Like my mom, cousins, uncles, aunts are all fans of the Packers. I'm a Bear fan. My dad comes from Illinois, so close to by the ding dong. Um, God, I never saw a fan that was. You guys weren't supposed to do so well. <laughs> you guys are going well. You have a seventh round draft because you're less technical. You have Jordan Love. Oh yeah, and then did he, oh my God, I've been talking him up because of you. And then finally, my mom and stepdad and oh man, uh, sorry, I'm. 
being repetitive. I just want to say, hey, your draft, your your content, your your team, amazing. Keep up, and I keep on looking forward to seeing how this ends, and I will continue to uh, download and and hear you. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate that, Chad, the Bears fan. <sighs> Woman, I swear. Um, <laughs> well, definitely take some of the teeth out of it. Whenever, I mean, if if everybody on social media was like you, I would never go at the Bears ever. I'd be like, Nah, dude, they look good. You guys are looking good. Like, I'm I'm kind of worried about 2024, especially with these picks. You never know; it's crazy. Literally, I mean, if you called in, like, I don't know daily or, or call in after the Bears lose or something bad happens to the Bears, I wouldn't be able to muster the whole attacking the Bears thing. But I appreciate you listening, man. I know we got some uh, some Vikings people listening. I, I'm sure we have Bears and Lions and a bunch of other people listening. But actually, I, I do know that we had, uh, I haven't heard from them in a while, but for a long time, I had a Bears fan. I just remembered that. Anyways, we'll see how next week goes. He did call in uh, one more time, so let's get to his second call here real quick, and then we'll uh, get to the start of the game. Hey, Pack Daddy, this is Chad, your only beer fan. Hey, what's up? Sorry if I came down uh, negatively or anything like that. I didn't want to. Um, but also, I wanted to say that it pains me, but this is for my mom. You guys are America's team. I don't care about <laughs> Dallas Cowboys or whatever. I've been down there. Blah. You guys are America's team. And what you guys need to remember is that's who you are. And as a Bears fan, yeah, I hate that. I hate you guys. But I do love that our rivalry is so mutual. <laughs> mutual hate, I guess. But that we love each other, that we can admit to each other, that we respect each other. And even though I don't want you to win a Super Bowl, and you don't want me to win a Super Bowl, I'd rather have you. It's like a sibling thing, I guess. And my mom and my friends, I'm just so sick of you guys being so, like, stuck in your rut, thinking that you guys are garbage and because of your show, making me educated more, I get to let my mom, my stepdad, my uncles and cousins know about that. No, hey, you guys are great, dude. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. And I know it's self hate. It's bad. But we'll get there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to let you go. All right. I went too long. Um, what's it? What do you guys always say? Oh, yeah. Go Pack Go, and whatever happened to that nerd in Tennessee? Bye. I think he's still around. What did happen to that nerd in Tennessee? Did he call in at all? Do we have any nerd in Tennessee calls? We don't have any. I thought he, he had recently either reached out or called and said he hadn't been around in a little while for a reason. But I don't remember. Uh, anyways, man, I appreciate the call again. I feel kind of bad because there's so many people that called on Saturday and I didn't get to any of them. And then there's a bunch of early Sunday calls. I might just do the early Sunday calls just because there's so many of them. 
I think we'll do that. We got time. Uh, Garrett, Garrett, and new JJ phone number. I apologize. I am going to skip those Saturday calls again. Feel free to call back in if there was something that is uh, sort of evergreen that still applies. But uh, Jacob, what's going on? What's up, Packer gang? Uh, Long time listener. Called in a few times, like maybe three times, but driving back to Florida from seeing my family. So I'm on the road going through these Packer podcasts. And all right. Game day, let's go pack. But uh, one last thought on dry here. Uh, I'm also getting a little bit tired talking about the dry here situation. But I do have one last thought. He, he kind of reminds me of, you know, somebody I knew growing up where this person I knew was just a class clown. And no matter what the teacher would say, they'd be like, hey, if you if you pull out your phone in class one more time, like, we're going to send you to the principal's office. He just didn't care. Pull out his phone. I think that's kind of where Jair is right now. I think he – I don't know what's going on on defense, but just the personality, it, it really was just reminiscent. I was like, wow, that reminds me of this person. Yeah. Where he, I just don't think he cares. Like, I think he's completely disengaged, like, in terms of, like, there, I don't think there's a repercussion. They can, I don't know what's going to get the defense reengaged. Like, maybe it's Joe Barry. Maybe they all just, I don't know, don't like a certain player or coach. I, I don't know. But that's kind of my thoughts. Like, okay, like, I think Jair... I think there's got to be a way to get him re-engaged. Like, I don't know. Like, we need to, I don't know, find a Bill Jackson or something that can come in and, and do some Buddha stuff. And, hey, here you go. Jair's back. Like, treat him like Dennis Rodman. Like, I, I think that's kind of – those are my thoughts. So, go Pack. Get a big win tonight, man. Let's go. Yeah, and we'll see, you know. Um, again, there's a wide range of things that could be going on. Um, on the more optimistic, everything's fine side. He's frustrated. Um, you know, the, the team kind of decided he should be captain and they just weren't thinking and Jair just went along with it. And, um, nobody really thought it would be that big of a deal, which of course it is. And, you know, he feels bad about it and he's going to come back strong and ready to rock and roll and everything's going to be fine on the opposite extreme. You're right. I mean, there's just, he doesn't care. He's done. It's not just Joe Barry. It's it's the organization. It's Matt Lafleur. It's everybody. He wants out, and there's nothing that can be done to fix that. But I don't know where we are. So, you know, I'm just not going to spend. I guess. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll entertain anything in terms of where you happen to be at. I just, I'm not going to pretend that I know that it's the extreme bad end of things. I guess is all I'll say. Morning, Ryan. It's game day. Hey. This is Wayne from Illinois. Uh, I almost didn't call in this morning or, you know, in the last couple of days because I figure these calls may get dropped when you get inundated with pre-game, during-game, post-game calls. But uh, I thought I'd come in and just do my final checkup. My wife is through with her cancer treatments. She's had two rounds of chemo, radiation, surgery. They do blood tests on her to check the, the DNA. She's cancer-free. So onward and upward. Go Pack Go. Well, I'm glad I played these calls now, Wayne. That's um, that's fantastic to hear. I'm glad uh, for the update, and I just hope you guys continue to do well, obviously. And um, I'm, I, 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 for, for whatever additional benefit, I'm glad you also got to see the uh, the Packers win. So 
new year, right? 2024, we're all feeling optimistic about things. And I think it's going to be a good year for all of us, for the Packers, for you and your wife, for your family. It's all going to be good, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for keeping us updated. Hey, Ryan. It's Ryan calling in. It's been a little while. I've heard this hesitancy about Jordan Love, and, you know, it is healthy to have some of that. But at the same time, the guy just turned 25. That's only been his first year as a starting quarterback. For him not to grow would be shocking. I, I don't even really think it's a question. He's definitely going to learn from this year and gain a little older and working on his strength and conditioning, as all these guys do. Of course he's going to get better. I'm not worried about that one bit. Just want to chime in. It's actually not a terrible question to ask. Like, which quarterbacks started off hot and then, you know, got worse? Let's look at just the quarterbacks that are currently playing right now and see who that would apply to, if anyone. Obviously, you want to focus on quarterbacks that are not great. So there's there's not a ton here, and it's kind of tricky because obviously this isn't Jordan's technically his rookie year. Um, but a lot of guys, their their first years are not good. Um the two that kind of stand out, although one is iffy, is Baker Mayfield. And I say it's iffy because, I mean, he was a very, he was really a pretty good quarterback for three years, then had two kind of bad, like he dipped a little bit in Cleveland. Then they shipped him off, and he had where he played with two different teams, and it was terrible. And then we all just got it in our head that he was awful. And then this year he's coming back, and he's actually playing pretty well. He's got a 75 grade. Not that anybody necessarily wants him to be a um, starting quarterback. But I guess you could call that a cautionary tale. I mean, he, he had an 83.2 PFF grade um, in his first year. I don't know if the stats are quite as good, but as far as the grading, I think it was probably better than than Jordan's. Although, eh, I don't know. The biggest, though, might be Kenny Pickett. Because I mentioned last year, like, dude, look out for Kenny. He came on strong down the stretch, like the second half of the season. It's almost identical to Jordan. Like, uh, So he started in week four. So from 4 to 11, which is about one half of the season, he was average to subpar, not very great, um, whatever. And then it was like 80, 70, 60, 70, 90, 70. He was solid. So same thing. I mean, he was like 24 at the time, came on real strong, ended strong, real good grades, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now the stats, you know, again, kind of sucked. I mean, you know, he didn't play as much, so they're not as high. But still, you look at seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's pretty brutal. Um, but he 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 did dip the next year. He went from a seventy-five down to a seventy, and I don't think anyone's super excited about Kenny Pickett. So, I mean, I I, I don't know. You'd probably have to put in a little bit more work and try to see if there are examples. Probably not a ton, especially when you factor in the statistical side and playing a full season, and you know how many guys have thrown. You know what? Let's let me let me take another second and look at this here cuz I can do a little bit of a deeper look. Well, this can't be right. So, I again, Jordan Love is not a rookie. So this doesn't that, you know, Pat Mahomes and all these guys would would surpass this. But you know how many actual rookies have thrown 30 touchdowns in a season? As far as I'm able to find anywhere in history? One. It's Justin Herbert. Now again, if you look at Pat Mahomes in his first year that he actually started, he threw like 50. <laughs> I think Lamar had like 37 his first full year, just in the little bit that I've been looking. But that's surprising. Um, I wasn't trying to 
wasn't trying to make it this hard. I was hoping for like a huge list, and I don't see a huge list. What about Lamar, though? That's actually not the worst guy to look at, I don't think. Because again, I mean, obviously nobody's going to be mad if he's Lamar. But his first full season in 2019, he won the MVP. And take away the running. Passing grade, he had an 82.5. That dropped to a 74.9. That dropped to a 65.9 in 2021. Now it started to go back up, 72 and then 81. He's probably going to win his second MVP this year, even though he absolutely should not win MVP this year, in my very humble opinion. But I guess it's just another example of uh, guys falling off. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's just I'm finding it interesting kind of looking through Aaron Rodgers in his first full year. Obviously, his rookie year, he did not have even a single touchdown. His first full year, though, was 28. Tua has never hit 30 touchdowns in a season. It's another just shocking revelation as I'm looking through this. His first season, he had 11. Second season, 16. Third season, 25. So far this year, 26. I don't know how that's possible because I feel like this guy's thrown a billion touchdowns. Miami has the greatest offense in the history of the universe kind of thing. Like, how do you only have 26 touchdowns? I don't understand that. But all right, I got an answer for you. Mac Jones. How about that? Mac Jones is the answer. Dude had an 80 PFF grade, 78.5 passing grade. He threw for over 4,000 yards, 67.3% completion percentage. He did only have 24 touchdowns and had 15 picks. But I mean, he was the guy. And he was only 23 years old. And then the next year, he threw for less than 3,000 yards, had 14 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. This year, has barely thrown for over 2,000 yards. I know he's like been benched, but still, barely over 2,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So if we're talking about most likely, yes, he has crossed the threshold into it's now more unlikely that he ends up being a flop than being a success. But there are still examples, and it is still possible. So that's why I'm just, as far as, you know, skepticism, I don't know what the what the best word for it is, but at least leaving the door open to not just jumping all the way in, which I'm fine with anybody that wants to jump all the way in. But I, the reason I haven't jumped all the way in with two feet saying 100%, I know, it's over, he's the guy. Like, I'm, I'm almost all the way there. I'm excited about where we're at, but it's not impossible that, you know, there is a worse year next year than this year. You know what I mean? What's up, Brian? It's hey. A.A. Ron from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, I'm driving on 94 um, West to Minneapolis right now. There you go. Not going to the game, but I'm playing a uh, New Year's Eve gig that I play every year at uh, Orchestra Hall. All right. And I am... It's about twenty or about forty minutes out from the game start. Fortunately, I'll have a lot of downtime when I get to my gig to watch some of the game. Um, first of all, happy New Year's! Thank you. Hope that you've uh, had a nice chance to wrap up the new year with your family. Um, just a reminder to everyone out there: be faithful for what you have, um, and. Uh, Hope that everyone's staying safe out there tonight. In terms of the game, um, it was a pretty entertaining uh, day of football, I would, I would say. Um, yesterday, the Cowboys-Lions game was really something coming down to the wire. And uh, I thought that was pretty entertaining, uh, especially when the Lions uh, 
lost in the last minute and uh, got, got me breathing a sigh of relief a little bit. Um, and then today, uh, getting to watch the, goodness gracious, that game where uh, the Ravens just absolutely blew the roof off of the Dolphins. And they did the same thing a week ago. So yeah. what, I can't remember what team that was they were playing, but golly, the Baltimore Ravens are looking absolutely incredible. Like their defense is looking very solid, very strong. And, I mean, Lamar Jackson looks really good. Um, he's fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. Uh, so anyways, uh, it's been an entertaining week of football and I'm hoping that it continues tonight but I hope it's only entertaining for Packers fans <laughs> I hope it's not entertaining for Vikings fans at all uh, or people who hate the Packers I hope they're yeah. extremely not Miserable. entertained I hope that only people who want the Packers to win are entertained sure. because that's how dominant the win is um, I'm not expecting that but it would be nice so, here we go. Well, you got your wish. I don't think Vikings fans were massively entertained by what they watched. So, I think we're good. Thank you for the uh, New Year's Eve wishes, well wishes. And yeah, as far as the Ravens, I mean, they're they're looking they're looking like the top team right now. Uh, super scary. I remember I, I peeked at the score for a little bit, and it looked like Miami was either close or winning at one point. I don't know, but I was like, oh, maybe they'll... You know, maybe the Ravens won't exactly dominate the way that they did uh, the last game or last two games or however long they've been doing it. And then the next time I check, it's like 42 to 13 or something. It's like, oh, my good Lord, man. The Ravens are just out of control right now. So, I mean, things change drastically, and they change rapidly. You know, top teams, you know, the Eagles at one point were unstoppable. Now they're kind of a joke. Dallas seemed like the top team. The 49ers, um, they've, they've gone through some ebbs and flows. We'll see if the Ravens can keep this up through the postseason, but um, yeah, they're they're looking like the team to beat right now. All the more reason, by the way, that I'm looking directly at somebody on that staff to come help with our defense. I mean, it's it's a culture thing. It's you know beyond the scheme. There's you know culture is just the biggest thing because the defense is a is a massive factor in that as well. I mean, Lamar has looked good in, in the offensive play calling and the offensive weapons and everything else has looked good. But um, yeah, it would, just, it would just be nice to get a little piece of that is all I'm saying, I guess. All right, why don't we take a break right here? The next call is from Snacks at 7.30, so that should be right at the kickoff, right around that time. So we'll officially, officially get this thing kicked off. We'll take a quick break. If you want to support the podcast, by the way, kick off 2024 the right way, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy, or hit me up on Venmo, pack on that podcast. By the way, we did not hit 2 million. So I will be spending the day weeping, but uh, we'll get there this year. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. 
We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Daddy. Snacks. Snacks, baby. Going on. McDuffie's 2024. I'm making the t-shirts. I, I, if I wasn't an idiot, I'd already have the t-shirts, but I am. So that's a great, that's a great t-shirt, by the way. Uh, Chris in Alabama. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? It's Chris from Alabama. What's going on? Oh, first quarter of the game, man. Uh, hope everybody had a good Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't call in last week. Uh, was spending time with the family and feeling kind of like I'm feeling now. I am under in the influence of alcohol a lot. <laughs> so I just wanted to call in and I just want to say, despite all of the stuff that's going on with us, I really feel like we got a chance to go ahead and make this playoff run. They're showing Joe Barry right now. I hate him. <laughs> he needs to be fired. But despite of his garbage behind, because I'm trying not to curse. Sure. We're going to win this game tonight. We are 3-0 right now. Uh-huh. And as long as the offense can put up points, despite of this garbage defensive coordinator that we have, we can pull this out. Seattle lost. Atlanta lost. All we got to do is win, and we got the seventh spot, and then we can just win against Chicago next week. I'm not saying we're going to make the Super Bowl, but making the playoffs. Oh, Man, I'm so I'm so happy we caught that. I'm so happy we caught that. We don't usually catch like mid call type stuff. I'm that makes me happy. You guys should call more during the game. I know you're probably doing commercials. Just call during the game because we need more of that. I love that. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, and we're going to have a successful season. The successful season is because we made the playoffs. I consider that a successful season. I don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but being the youngest team in the league, making the playoffs is an accomplishment. Go, Pack, go. I'm about to get off here. I'm going to call back at halftime. I am intoxicated i really am intoxicated <laughs> <laughs> it's new year's eve right we're supposed to be this way oh. but go pack go valentine with the pick we are we're in their territory we about to go put up some more points go pack 
go. Uh, talk to y'all later. <laughs> go pay, go. Uh, well, I hope you're home, and I hope you're safe, Chris. But uh, that was a fantastic call. It looks like we've got a bunch more calls from Chris, so thinking he's doing okay. And if not, we're at least going to get some really, really, really hammered calls from Chris. So that's great. But, oh, that's fantastic. Snacks, what you got going on? Snacks! Oh, Valentine's! I love them! (laughs) Read! We march! (laughs) I never know what he says, but I love it every time. Brian! Hey! How the heck are you? I'm great. This is because I know my, uh, I have a rare by myself night. My wife is actually working tonight. My kids that were visiting drove up to Northern Idaho to visit their sister and kids. So I'm by myself. So what else can I do but drink a beer, watch the Packers and smoke some meat and my smoker. So anyways, I want to talk about this game. I mean, looks like if I know the game, we, we just went up 10 nothing. It looks like if we just pressure this quarterback, he folds. So we just need to give him a little pressure, and yep. this game should be ours easily. Anyways, I wanted to talk about next year, since you have me freaking out about the draft. I looked at the mock drafts the uh, last couple of days, and everyone has taken a tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name. And if we do, I like it. I learned to love the little fella. <laughs> but hear me out. Hope he's not a little fellow. Every mock draft I watched, that tight end from Georgia was still available. So, I mean, we already have two tight ends that I think can be very good. Musgrave, he's got to not get injured next year to make me happy. But what if we had three banging tight ends? Um, uh, I watched the game just the other day. It was the Browns game. Every time you turn around, a tight end was getting open and running down the. Oh, Man, if we had those three tight ends, I'm, and then and then and then get a tackle, because you know I know tackles can be you know a first round thing, but you know what? Let's face it. I think you have a higher chance of getting an elite tight end in the first round than you than in the fifth round. Uh, but if we get an elite tight end in the first round, and then get a really good ta- uh, tackle in the second, or third, or fourth round, because I know I'm on record ordering a bunch of beef. And I want some beefy tight end, uh, some beefy linemen. Uh-huh. I also want that 400 pound dude from Florida. That guy looks like a building with the jersey on. Just sure. saying. Uh, but he's defense. But yeah, we need that guy. But let's get that guy from Georgia, that tight end from Georgia. And, uh, I tell you what, three really good receiving and blocking tight ends would make this offense just pop. As my kids would say, it would be bussin', no cap. There's other words that I don't really understand, but they say them all the time. Anyways, I'm going to go back to uh, sipping my beer and checking out my chicken that's smoking in my smoker. And uh, after that, uh, hey, why don't you have a, you know, happy new year. And uh, you know what? Uh, Go, back, go. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what the issue with this is, though, right? If we get in the playoffs, there's no way. I mean, there's probably no way either way. But right now we're picking at 19. Anybody that you thought you wanted is gone. I'm very sorry to tell you that. If we lose, we're probably picking at, I don't know, 13, 14, 15-ish. Maybe maybe picking at 15. That tight end is long gone. The tackles, the ones that you probably really like are gone. Cooper DeGene, I don't know. He might still be there. Jerzon Newton, I don't know, maybe. Might have a wide receiver or two that you like. I don't know. 
But um, we'll see. We'll see how she goes. It's here's the thing though. It's still the draft is still going to be fun, right? Of course, it's always nice to have the top guys, but it's all about having hope, right? And so you can hope in the player or you can hope in the team. And so it's cool to be able to hope in the team and say, dude, like, you know, let's say we're looking at the third or fourth best wide receiver or a number two tight end. I don't even know if there is a a second tight end that could possibly pop into this first round. I don't know, whatever. But the point is you look at it and, and you start thinking, bro, imagine Jordan Love with that guy too. Or even an offensive lineman. Look how good Jordan is when he when he doesn't have pressure. Imagine, you know, this guy helping to open up the run game a little bit as a freaking road grader. And then we got Jonesy in there running around. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a different kind of excitement, but it's still exciting. Because the, the flip side of it is you hope in a player who you know can't resurrect a bad team. As much as we want to pretend that in, in draft season, you know, Bears fans do that every year. A bunch of bad teams are always like, this guy's going to fix everything. And sometimes if it's a quarterback, maybe it can. C.J. Stroud's doing a pretty decent job in Houston, along with a couple other pretty solid draft picks. But there's still reason for hope. Uh, I'm skipping a guy. Let's go back. Here we go. What up, Brian? It's what A-A-Ron. Up? It's uh, just got uh touchdown. Oh. Jordan Love diving for the end zone. That was quite a, quite a nice play. And... Uh, I was about to be pretty upset if they didn't uh, call that a touchdown, but uh, fortunately they did. And uh, so far, it's been a fantastic game. So let's hope that it continues this exact way, and let's uh, let's put those Vikings in their place. Yeah, I'm a little sad we just skipped over that um, Jaden Reed touchdown. I was hoping we get more calls about that, but I think that happens when things start getting either real good or real bad. There's like a a gap, you know, people are just partying. They don't think to call in, but um, I'm still excited for the, uh, for the calls to be pouring in here. Snacks. Let's see if we can pick up three words here. Hey, hey. <laughs> you bet your bottom dollar. Well, That's a tutty. Hello, bad. We march. <laughs> Hello, bad. We march. I don't know. That's good though, man. That's a dude. What a freaking amazing game. What an amazing game. This this is, like, I like this because I don't have to say anything. I always feel the need to, but it's like, I'm just, we're just all going to relive this together. It's so cool being able to catch people as it happens, right? So 827, it's funny because you can see when stuff happens. I got three calls at exactly 827. AA, Ron Snacks, and Randy from Minnesota coming up. So you just know something happened. Like, as soon as that touchdown happened, boom, 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 the calls come in. Hey, Ryan, it's Randy in Minnesota. What's up, man? Oh my gosh, we're almost at halftime. How did this team lose? How we've lost? Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but my gosh, this offense looks good. The defense is actually playing. I was worried yeah. it was going to go the other way. Uh, let's keep it up. Two more quarters, and we'll knock the snot out of Chicago. Go Pack Go. Thank you for all you do. Bye-bye. Yeah, but I mean, the, the positive side is like you look at this and you say, this is what the team can be, and this is also what the team should be. Again, I, I will give all credit to everybody that's involved. You know, Jordan to Matt LaFleur to Joe Barry to Rashawn Gary, who's been a little bit quiet and had, I just looked, eight pressures in this game on like 20 some odd attempts, just absolute psychopath. But, you know, you also have to look at it and say, this is also now the standard. I mean, it, you, you always say standard as though, like, you know, it's always the standard to be great or whatever. But there's also sort of a, a secondary standard, which is 
I expect you to be the best of what you can be. And we've been missing that. Whether it's because players are just pouting or giving up or something else is going on, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, we, we just, we have not met, and it's, it, to say we haven't met the standard is insane. This is how good the defense can be. Contrast that to what the defense did last week, and then tell me how big of a gap that is. And that's why there's so much frustration. That's where the frustration comes in. It's not as though, oh, we don't have any players and we can't do anything. Bullcrap! I mean, we, we have no players left, and this is what they can do. And I understand the bad quarterback had something to do with it, but we face nothing but bad quarterbacks. So what is the excuse? There is no excuse. This is what we're capable of. This is what we should expect, right? I'm not saying it has to be three points every week. Everybody has a down week, this, that, or the other. But this is it, man. This is, this is the offense, the defense, whatever, that, that we expect moving forward. And it's exciting because you know you can have it. And you know it's just going to keep getting better. We're just starting, right? And there's a lot of issues, like the offensive line. I mean, they, they had a good day as far as no sacks. But, I mean, again, it just it doesn't feel great. And you look at the grades and whatnot, and again, again, Josh Myers is at the bottom. I mean, the guy just refuses to, uh, to ever perform well. Now, I mean, he just bottoms out. This is a 9.7 pass blocking grade. I know he got hurt, but, dude, 9.7, and Royce Newman apparently came in. He's at 18.2 pass-blocking grade, shock of the century. And oh, Yash Nyman is is the, the third-worst player. John Runyon is the fifth-worst player. Elton Jenkins is the sixth-worst player. I mean, these guys just did. I mean, every single pass came off Jordan Love's back foot, <laughs> you know? Uh, no sacks is great, but how much of that is attributed to Jordan? If you didn't have Jordan Love in there, who was able to navigate the pocket as well as he did. And throw. I mean, he, even Sean Clifford's pass came off his back foot. I mean, for crying out loud, the guys, even he's throwing away fadeaway jumpers. You know, I don't even know what the heck we're talking about. Oh, the, the, the standard and, and, and how things can improve. How much better this can be as we can, you know, the, the defense. I mean, whether you're all the way out on the corners, fine. Be all the way out on the corners. Think how great it'll be when we actually get some, whether it's through free agency or the draft or a mix of both. You know, getting that true premier safety in the middle of how awesome that would be. Um, I like our linebackers. Uh, it could be improved, but I don't think it's a priority. Maybe get some more beef up front or whatever, whatever. Um, lots of reasons to be excited. That's all I know. Uh, I tell you what, let's take our final break. We'll come back and we got, <laughs> I feel like Snacks is like the the narrator you know, it's like as through the next, whenever a new scene comes up, the narrator comes in and kind of tells you what the heck is going on. Like December 4th, 2017, it was a golden day outside. Jimmy is plowing his field. Nancy has just returned from the store. This is where our story resumes. Snacks just comes in and is like, hey, this is what happened. That's what your calls are going to be about for the next 30 minutes. Have a good day. <laughs> We'll take a break and we'll find out what Snacks has for us. Look at the scamper, Daddy! Reed! Woohoo! <laughs> Is that the Reed touchdown then? The one where he broke a bunch of tackles? Let's see, 848, 849, 850, 851. So I'm guessing that's a touchdown. We got a bunch of calls coming in. Kyle from Madison's just, I got to get the bleep button ready because he is just going to tear some stuff up. Kyle? What's going on, my man? 
Ryan, Kyle from Madison. Hey. Happy almost New Year. It's halftime of the yeah. game. I'm going to try to catch the ball as well. We're up by 20 points, and um, <laughs> a lot of things going right. I'm going to hopefully those continue, but um, get your bleep button out right okay. now because <clears throat> don't talk to me about player safety. Nailed that one. And then let a Minnesota Viking player come full speed at one of our best players who made a legal fair catch. Yes. And then go low and thank God above for whatever you believe in. The region just had like both ACLs destroyed on that totally reckless and ridiculous play. I don't want to hear about player safety. I don't want to hear the NFL and all their... If you're going to make the right call on the field and... and and the refs are having one of, I mean, this is a howler of a weekend of, of NFL officiating. I mean, I'm certainly not one who's going to gonna go out and um, campaign for Detroit. But, I mean, that, that the whole ineligible thing was just an absolute yeah, freaking disaster. And I, I, I can't explain it. If, if we're going to make the game into some bullshit, ah! you know, weak product ah! compared to what it was 10, 15 years ago because of player safety. And then and then you're going to go out there, you're going to pick up the flag on what is one of the most obvious damn calls I've ever seen in my life. You have got to be kidding me. I, 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 like, I, I, I'm just beside myself. And like and that's on top of like, we're up like 20 points. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a great mood about that. But that is crazy to me. Yeah. Crazy to me. We're so lucky. That he escaped major injury there. That, I, I, my head is exploding, all right? And then can Chris Collinsworth shut the hell up? <laughs> Every time he opens his damn mouth, like, he jinx us, you know? Like, and the Packers are finally getting their running backs healthy, and then they zoom over, they show Aaron Jones on the sideline, like, looked like he was hurt. Thankfully, he returned to the game, but, like, dude, just shut up. I don't want to hear about field goals, attempts, or any statistics. Just shut up, Collinsworth. Shut up. Talk about receiver routes. Don't talk about anything else. Shut up. Other than that, I got family at the game. Right now, they're loving it. Um, I'd be shocked if the Vikings don't make a quarterback change here. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think it, it, this could be more, too. Um, it's something else. But, jeez, uh, thank God. I just Let's hope we can stay healthy, and let's hope that these officials um, just don't do what they've been doing all year and get themselves involved more and destroy the game. So, here we go, man. Go pack. Go. Looking good so far. Let's keep it going. Yeah, and you know the the you had the official official come in and say no. That I don't care if it was late. That's still a penalty, which I'm glad to hear. So at least the official stance is that the NFL says that that shouldn't be allowed. And the reason I say that, as much as you know, it's like all oh, the NFL is getting soft or whatever. First of all, for the sake of consistency, I understand that it's just a, an understood thing that quarterbacks are more important than everybody else. But that's also kind of BS. You can't even breathe on a quarterback, and you're telling me this guy's going to get hit low as he's calling for a fair catch and gets his knees taken out. And I, I understand the thought behind it. Like, well, that's not fair, because then, you know, as somebody's diving, you call fair catch. Sorry. I mean, look, like I said on the stream, if, if you're going to be a guy that has the freaking guts to stand in there and wait for a guy to dive at you and try to time a waving of your arm in between the ball coming and you getting your knees taken out, by all means, go ahead and give it a shot. I'm guessing that's not going to happen very often, even if you consider that a loophole. 
But again, the, the, the theory behind it still remains. The whole point is, you know, he, he needs to be protected at this point. He's calling a fair catch because he sees somebody barreling at him. He's asking essentially for protection. He calls it before the ball gets there. So it's still fine. As long as you call for fair catch, which is protection, before the ball gets there, you have the right to protection. And the bottom line is, as a gunner, you don't dive at a guy before the ball gets there. I mean, how many times have we seen that where guys get there before the ball gets there and what do they do? They stand there. And then if the guy has the audacity to catch it, they're like, what the heck is this guy doing? You, you grab him, try to punch the ball out, whatever, you bring him down instantly. But I mean, the, the point is, if you didn't see him wave his arm, then you didn't see him catch the ball. So you're diving at a guy before he even catches the ball. That in and of itself is a problem. So yes, that was that was a big missed call, as told by the whoever it was, the rules official that came on. It's like, it doesn't matter. And it's good that it doesn't matter. It shouldn't, because there's there's no reason for there to be some kind of a loophole. But well, if you're not looking, so I'm going to run with my eyes closed. Well, I didn't see it. Just start doing freaking somersault, just barrel rolling down the field. Like, well, I started my dive, so it doesn't count. And take him out. Nope. That's your responsibility to not hit him. That's on you. So you have to make that decision. If you think that you can time it right and you can dive before the ball gets there and you think the ball will get there before your body hits him, which would also be a penalty, even if he doesn't call fair catch, if you it's it's kick interference. If you think you can time that perfectly and you're pretty sure he's not about to wave his arm, I mean, I guess go for it. That's a risky freaking move there. But yeah, see how that works out for you. Didn't work out in this case, so maybe just don't do that anymore. Chris from Alabama, how you feeling, man? Oh, Chris from Alabama, man, it's halftime. How everybody feeling? I'm feeling great. We can tell, Tony. 14 for 21 for 182 touchdown, man. Arizona 13 carries 67 yards. We up 23 to motherfuckers. 23 to 3. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought it was. In my other call, I am feeling really, really nice right now. <laughs> I almost forgot I wasn't supposed to curse. I apologize for that. 23 to 3. We up. We up in the driver's seat. Keep the foot on the gas. Keep doing what we're doing. The defense ain't messing up. And I'm all for it. The offense clicking. We up 20 points in Minnesota. All the Minnesota fans in the, in the, uh, I was about to say the metronome. I don't know what it's called now. The, uh, the, the, the new metronome is looking crazy. It's all get out. And I'm loving every bit of it. <laughs> go and go. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. We're going to the playoffs. Go and go. Keep your foot on the gas. Feeling good, Chris, is my new favorite call, I think. Am, am I alone in that? I'm loving me some feeling good, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, no comment necessary, man. I, I'm sorry. There's, I can't add a single thing to that. <laughs> hey, Ryan. What's up, Nigo? Well, it's halftime, and... uh <laughs> that loser quarterback, Jordan Love, has 180 yards passing and two touchdowns with no sacks. Ah, he's also got a running touchdown as well. So, uh, sure, sure glad we didn't draft a receiver that year. 
Um, and the Vikings, they're doing pretty good, although they suck. And I know that the Bears are technically our biggest rival, but I hate the Vikings more than anything. Mm. I hate the Vikings more than the Cowboys, more than the Niners. See, I'm I'm a really weird Packer fan where I feel like most Packer fans are, I hate the Vikings, unless you like live in Detroit or I guess like me grew up in Illinois, but I don't think that's the thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's, I hate the Vikings and I hate the Cowboys. And it's like, I just have a hard time with the Cowboys thing. And I don't really know why. I, I think it's just, it's like, oh, it's a generational thing. Like, bro, I know I was there. I, I remember it's just a long time ago. And it felt kind of short lived insofar as we won. We won the war. It was like the Civil War and you're losing all these battles and it sucks. And then in the end, we win. How did we win? Well, the Cowboys were dominant and that sucked. And I do remember, like, I was young. I vaguely remember these things, but it was like, I remember the 49ers, the Cowboys, and, like, the Lions just were, like, in our way. And we broke through. We won the Super Bowl. And the Cowboys haven't done jack squat since. And we're talking, what, 25 years? And we've dominated the Cowboys for a long time. Like, it's a running joke that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't lose to the Cowboys, doesn't lose in their stadium, so it just it just doesn't bother me as much as it feels like it should, but it's like my grandma just like she hates the Cowboys and a lot of Packer fans hate the Cowboys and hate Jerry Jones. And it's just like I don't know, I can't get there. I hate with a passion the 49ers probably more than any other non-NFC North team. Hate them, hate them, hate them. Continue to hate them. I mean they they've been kicking the crap out of us basically since Kaepernick, dude. And it just, it doesn't stop. Um, the Seahawks used to be, but then we kind of started beating them. And that's that's kind of, like the Seahawks were really good for a while, and then we beat them nonstop. And it's like, that's, I, I'm not mad at the Seahawks anymore. Same with the Cardinals. They bounced us out of the playoffs, didn't like them. They're a joke, so who cares? Uh, Rams, you know, and since we'll just round out the division, uh, we beat them pretty easily, so I don't care. But... Yeah, it's 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 Bears 49ers, and there's a couple others that I hate, but those would be the two. But I, I have noticed for most, it's Vikings-Cowboys, and I just I feel like I'm doing something wrong as a fan for not being there with you. If I saw a Vikings fan on fire, I wouldn't pee on them. I mean, if I can say that, I don't know. Sure, um, why not? Anyways, Say whatever so, uh, yeah, it looks like... Uh, Looks like we're gonna do good. All like I said, man. All we gotta do is pressure that quarterback. I, if if it's go, if it goes this bad, they might stick Dobbs in in the fourth quarter, and that would kind of scare me a little because I don't I don't like our second half defensive uh, changes, and Dobbs might have a different uh, you know a different ability that this quarterback doesn't have. I mean, I don't know if this quarterback. Has. Has any abilities? Anyways, uh, go Petco. Let's uh, score another 25, 23 points in the second half. Uh, I, if we do, I would, I would, I would equate this to what's called the curb stomp. And uh, if any time we can curb stomp the Vikings, is a blessed, glorious day. So, uh, uh, go Petco, and uh, the Vikings suck. Oh, also, I had to mention. Sorry, Nico again. 
I love that the Bears won today. God, that's so glorious. Because now you got their fans yeah. holding up pictures of Justin Fields. You even got the announcers saying how Justin Fields cooking. He's so good. I'm like, okay, Ross Tucker. Don't get me wrong. I like Ross Tucker. He's just a good thing to say. But, uh, yes, I hope the Bears don't draft any quarterback. I mean, they might get Marvin Harrison, right? And that sucks. But it's not going to make Jordan Love a good quarterback. It'll just give them a really good receiver that they can lose with, you know. <laughs> if, if they don't pick Caleb Williams or Drake May and they stick with Justin Fields, that's just going to be uh, so Chicago Bears. Yeah. And that's going to be so amazing. Well, we'll just like we tease them about not picking Mahomes or uh, uh, the dude from Baltimore whose name I can't remember because I've had a couple beers, uh, we'll be able to tease them for – more years about keeping this crappy Justin Fields and not backing an actual good NFL quarterback. What a glorious season. Even though we're not going to, you know, win the Super Bowl and we still may not make the playoffs, this, this season has been all that I hoped it would be. So, uh, uh, here's Jordan Love throwing for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns this year. Uh, suck it, Bears fans. Woo! <laughs> Well, as, I was, as I've said before, either way, it's going to be a good thing. I do think the Bears are going to do the right thing. And by right thing, I mean they're going to move on from Justin Fields. Now, that's just step one, unfortunately. They then have to pick a quarterback. It has to be the right quarterback, and then they have to be able to develop that quarterback. And I, I think what they're going to do is they're going to trade away Justin Fields. They're going to draft Caleb Williams. And um, the biggest issue with that is that although I think Caleb Williams has a high upside, I think the Bears might be the worst possible team to send him to, primarily because, from what I understand, the issues that Caleb Williams has sound identical to the issues that Justin Fields has. So Fields is going to be one of the better rushers you've ever seen, but he's got some serious processing issues when it comes to throwing the football. The Bears didn't necessarily figure that out, so he's still a well-below-average passer that also can run. Caleb has one of the better arms you've ever seen he's up there but again if there's a processing issue you'll see the highlight throws you'll see that you know again just like fields he's got the you got the amazing you know plays and this that or the other but at the end of the day can you be consistent enough with the issues that you have i don't know i don't know if that's the right decision and so there's a you know the also the possibility maybe they take drake may and maybe that is the right decision i have no idea but then you know, there's always going to be the question of basically between the three, they better end up with the best one or they're just going to get crapped on by me repeatedly. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. I got a lot of stuff I got to get going. We do have quite a bit of calls to get through, but why not start our next call with uh, a lit up Chris from Alabama? I feel like that's a good way to start the next time we do this. So you guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.